instead of just buying more stuff, we need to start moving into the mentality of what can I give, not what can I get. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And after last week, I heard God speak one word for today's message. One simple word, a word that we've all heard before, but perhaps most have not thought about it. The word was simply greed. Greed. And that's the message that he wants me to talk about today. Just greed. Now, greed is defined as the excessive desire to acquire or possess more, especially more material wealth than one needs or deserves. Basically, greed is just wanting more and more and more. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, I have here in the pulpit today, for those of you who are just streaming or listening to the audio, two bags. One of them is my bag, and one of them is God's bag. And let me kind of give you the story, because these bags, they are a visual representation of greed. A couple years ago, my oldest son and I, we walked the 500-mile pilgrimage in Spain called the El Camino. And my son did a lot of the research on the path that we were to follow, the things that we were to need. And my son told me, he said, Daddy, the experts say your pack needs to be between 10 and 15 pounds. Basically, the expert says you need a bag like this. About 10 or 15 pounds. And I said, son, let me check to see what the military carries. Because we're strong. You're strong. I'm strong. This 10 to 15 pound bags, that's for everybody else. Because you got a lot of weak, frail folk trying to walk that path. And yeah, I can understand somebody weak and frail needing a 10 to 15 pound bag. But you don't understand, we men... So I looked up what the military carries. And they said that the military pack can run anywhere from 40 to 60 pounds. So I said, son, we're in just as good a shape as the average military man. As a matter of fact, we work in the past the Navy SEAL test. So not only are we in as good a shape as the average military, we're working to be the best of the best of the elite military. And if they can carry 40 to 60 pounds, just your average soldier, we ought to be able to do that. So I don't care anything about that 10 to 15 pound bag. That's for wimps. <laughs> so the bag that we had, I had a maximum size check-in bag to carry. This is not the bag, but this is the size of the bag I had. 
is not the bag because I threw away the bag that I had because it was all torn up by the time I got back. So we took this size bag. We started in France and they have the ratings of each day for the El Camino. It will take 33 days of walking for us to make that 500 miles. And each day is ranked from one being the easiest to five being the toughest. They had one category five day of the whole 500 miles. And that day was day one. And we started out on day one, walking up a hill. And I had this big bag close to 50 pounds, and my son had a big bag. His was just as heavy as mine. We had all this stuff in there, not giving a hoot about what the expert had said. And after about 30 minutes, I noticed, I said, this thing is all uphill. I was expecting some flat stuff, but this is all uphill. And then it got to where it really was uphill. By the time I'd been going about an hour, I was bending over a little bit. My legs were starting to get a little worn. My son, who is 40 years younger than I am, he was out front. He was just moving. And after about an hour and a half, he was out of sight. I couldn't see him. But we started climbing so far and so high. We literally, at one point, were above the clouds. And I had started aching. My legs were wearing out. It was getting hard to breathe. That pack went from 50 pounds to like 150 pounds. And I was thinking to myself, that expert knew what he was talking about. (laughs) And sometimes we have to go through some things and get in the middle of some things when we then begin to realize the folk who had walked the path know what they are talking about. And we wish we had a listen to wisdom. But my son was out of sight and I kept walking and I was dragging this. My shoulders were starting to hurt. Everything was starting to hurt. And this was after about 10 miles. We had 10 more miles to go. So after about two and a half hours, I saw my son up on the side of the road. and He was laying over in the bushes. (laughs) So I finally made it up to him and he was laying over in the bushes all curled up. He said, Dad, I got cramped. My legs all cramped up. I can't move. And fortunately, it was some other hikers coming by, and they recognized the symptoms. that you've gotten cramped up, you need some magnesium. They had magnesium. They gave him some magnesium. took about 30 minutes, and finally his legs uncramped, and we traveled on. By the time we got to the monastery where we were staying for the night, every muscle in my body was aching. And when I saw the place, I was so, sometimes, you know, you take stuff for granted. I was so glad to see that place. Everything was aching. Everything was hurting. This pack was 150 pounds. It felt like I couldn't make it another step. I was just shocked. But I learned the value of listening to wisdom. And they had a service that would take your backpack and take it to your next stay. And we started using that service because I told my son, I can't make this another day. I said, I can't haul this pack. First of all, I know if I'm this sore now, I know how sore I'm going to be in the morning. And by the time 48 hours, that's when the maximum, I said, I can't make it with this. So we shipped our bags ahead every day from then because we learned. But these bags, they're representative of greed. This 
bag is what I took with me the next year that I drove Route 66. And God spoke this bag. He said, I want you to pack everything for your trip in a bag that will fit under an airplane seat. This bag fits under an airplane seat. I travel for a solid month with everything in this. And when I went to the car to put this bag in the trunk, I said, this feels light. It feels easy. And normally I'm traveling with bags that are at least full-size carry-ons. This thing fits under the seat. I got everything I need in this bag. And I made it fine, but it was such a difference. And I saw what Jesus meant by when he said, my burden is light, my yoke is easy. But you got to listen to what Jesus says, and you have to listen to what he says to carry. And so often we carry all of this stuff because of greed. When Jesus sent the disciples out, Mark chapter 6, beginning at verse 6, then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the twelve to him. He sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Jesus told him, look, you all go with each other. I don't want you to take anything except a rod, a staff. Don't take any food. Don't take a bag. Don't take any money. And you can wear sandals, but don't take an extra pair. Don't take an extra coat, just the one you've got. Jesus told them, travel light. Travel light. And I've learned through life, we stay on a treadmill. We wear ourselves out. We worry ourselves to death. One of the speakers, Reverend Barrett from last week, he made a statement. He says, We get all we can, can all we get, and then sit on the can. So we got all this stuff because the world has geared us into a state of greed. Then Luke 22.35 says this, Then Jesus asked them when they got back, When I sent you out to preach the good news and you did not have money, a traveler's bag, or an extra pair of sandals, did you need anything or did you lack for anything? And they told Jesus, we lacked nothing. When I took this little bitty under the seat bag, I lacked nothing. And when I had this big old thing on my back that was just weighing me down, it actually was a bigger problem because I had to handle the bag. When I went to Iceland for a month, I took a bag this big, like the one on my back. I had more problems with that bag because I didn't have a what's called a full-size maximum check-in bag, so I went and bought one, but I went and bought a cheap one, and that was a mistake. When I got to Iceland, the handle broke on the bag. Then because of the way the bag was designed, it kept falling over, so it was really a hassle going with that bag. And the next time, I'll know to go with the kind of bag God tells me to carry. And I can make it fine with everything in that bag. And it's kind of like life. Greed has us on this treadmill believing that we need all of this stuff. And we don't. 
But because of that, we're tired and we're burdened trying to get all this stuff. While I was in Iceland, I went on a tour. The tour was a six-day tour. So as we were checking out of the hotel, we had to bring all our bags. And I had this wobbly bag with the handle all busted, this big old thing. I'm hauling this bag. And I noticed a young lady. She had no bag. She only had a very small backpack, about half the size of this small backpack. And she got on the bus and she sat across from me. And I said, excuse me. I said, I noticed you didn't have any luggage. Is that all you're traveling with? She said, yeah, I'm here for a few weeks. This is all I'm carrying. And I had someone in my office actually helping me organize my stuff. And I, I was telling them about this lady on the trip. And she said, was her hairstyle? I said, well, come to think of it, no, it was just pulled back and a little bald. She said, did she have on any makeup? I said, well, no, I don't think she had on any makeup. She said, were her nails done? I said, I don't think they were. She said, she didn't care about what folk thought. And she didn't have to have all that stuff done. And they said, I can't travel like that because I have to have my hair done. I have to have my nails done. I have to put on my makeup every morning. I got all this stuff I got to put on. So I got to have a whole bag just for my decoration of my face stuff. Sometimes we've got all this stuff that we have to go through life with. And it weighs us down. And Jesus' burden is light and his yoke is easy. But we've got to get away from the greed. In Luke 12, 13, says, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. This statement that Jesus made, and when you study Jesus, Jesus never took you towards possessions or material stuff at all. Virtually every word Jesus spoke took you away from it. Store not a treasure on earth. Everything he took you, you know, rich man cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. It's hard for him to get through the kingdom of heaven as a camel. Every word he spoke, and I asked God that. I said, Lord, why? Why did your son not have a single word? On the accumulation of money or material possessions. And God asked me right away. He said, if my son had said one word about the accumulation of money or material possessions, it would have been the most quoted verse of the Bible. I said, well, you got that right, Lord. You got that right. It would have been on every business card. It would have been on the door of every home. It would have been in folk cars. All kind of stuff. He said, if my son had said one word about the accumulation of money or material possessions, it would have been the most quoted verse in the Bible. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. In other words, Jesus said, when you got a big old bag, 
And you put all your stuff in this bag and you're carrying all of these material possessions and you're not rich towards God. Your life is going to be barren and it'll be demanded from you quick. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. Have you noticed how most of the billionaires, when you really dig in their lives, the vast majority of them got major issues. They're not really happy. All that money does not make folk happy. When I read Prince Harry's book with all of the money they have, the royal family is in a mess and they have all this money. They got bags full of stuff, full of silver and gold and servants and castles. They don't just have houses. They got castles. They got all this stuff. When my son and I, we went to Luxembourg and we saw the castle of this king. It was the largest house I'd ever seen in my life. But he committed suicide. So you got all this stuff, but you don't have God. And God is in the little bag. And some of us just have to get to the point where we shed all of this stuff and let it go. And travel with a little bag. And what I had to do with this little bag, I had to wash every four days because I had just enough clothes for four days. I had four shirts, I had four pair of socks, and I had four pair of underwear. And I had two pair of pants. So I had to wash every four days. And I had all my stuff packed in these little packing cubes. So I had shirts, I had socks, I had underwear. And I had pants. And I lacked nothing. Not only did I lack nothing, it was so easy to travel because I wasn't burdened by all this stuff. One of the problems I had on the El Camino, I had my laptop with me. And it was in the bag. So when we shifted, I always had to worry. I hope nobody goes in my bag and steals my laptop. And for when I was going on Route 66, I had a pouch and I could have put the laptop in. And then I thought, I worried about that laptop all walking those 500 miles a day. I'm not taking it. So I didn't have to worry about it. And that's why sometimes we get all this stuff. We have to worry about somebody trying to get all of our stuff because we got our faith in the stuff. And the stuff will never carry you through. Often the stuff burns you down because now you got to worry about thieves breaking in and stealing. Or if somebody comes up to you and you know you got a whole lot, you got to wonder what's their angle, what they want from in there. And a lot of times you can't even form good relationships because you're worried about somebody after you for your stuff. So it makes it difficult when you got a burden of all this. But all of this stuff centers sometimes around greed. We want more and more stuff. Do you know now there has been a psychological malady? It's now got its own category. We just call it hoarding. You know when people just got all this stuff and they're called hoarders. They even have a TV show called Hoarders. And I, and I looked up the stats on hoarders. There are approximately 20 million adults in America who have clinical hoarding issues. They got stuff everywhere. And they say you really know you got a hoarding issue when it's starting intruding on your living space. It's one thing if you got a closet full. It's another when it's in the living room. But it's 20 million folk with clinical hoarding issues. We got so much greed, we want so much stuff, all this stuff comes in and none of the stuff goes out. And our bags and our closets and our homes, they get fuller and fuller and fuller. We got so much stuff. Have you noticed how many storage facilities are being built now everywhere? 
It's just storage facility. When do you go in a storage facility and get some stuff out? Folk put it in there and it just stays. And they pay all this money every month because they can't let it go. It's a hoarding spirit that has taken America. It's a greed spirit. And now we get all we can, can all we get, and sit on the can. And we got all this stuff. And hoarding has become an epidemic that is clinically diagnosed. So if you walk in your house and you got all this stuff everywhere, you might need to go see the therapist because it's clinical and it's epidemic. And they have made it so easy to get more stuff. And not only have they made it easy to get more stuff, Amazon is one of the most successful companies in history. And they have made it now where it's just a pleasure to just that click buy now, add the cart. Folk become addicted to it. And so now not only do you have all this stuff, you got all this stuff and you haven't even opened the boxes. Because the psychological pleasure is just in buying it. And then you got all this stuff and you got it jammed in every corner and it's all this greed. And I even read a book by, I think her name is Mario Kumo, the lady who's the organizational expert about when you've got to get rid of clutter and tidy up. And she says this, before you start organizing, you need to first of all discard. There are some things in your world you need to just get rid of. Don't try to buy another shelf to put it on. Get rid of it. We are too greedy in America. And we have gotten this obsession with just more and more stuff. Bigger closets, bigger bags, just bigger stuff. And we getting bigger. So the spirit is just getting all over even our bodies. We're bigger now than we've ever been. I hope I'm not offending anybody, but you all know it. We're bigger now than we've ever been. And Pastor James is even telling about when we were having a conversation about the storage facilities. He said they now got an Airbnb of storage called neighbor.com. And now people are renting out their garage space to other folk to put their garage stuff in their garage. (laughs) So the hoarding has just gotten out of hand. And God just had this one word, just greed, just greed. So we need to move into the anti-Amazon mentality. Instead of just buying more stuff, we need to start moving into the mentality of what can I give, not what can I get. That's why... The Bible says he who loves money never has money enough. I don't care how much you get. The richest man in the world never has money enough. Still trying to get more and more and more and more and more. And only when you get to a certain point where you start focusing on giving. There is a point where you get to a certain point if you become in tune with the divine where you start focusing on giving. I remember Andrew Carnegie who was one of my father's favorite people read his books. He actually named Bishop Dale His middle name is Carnegie, which comes from Dale Carnegie. But Andrew Carnegie, he was a wealthy man, a steel magnet, but he said it's a shame to die with all this money. And he spent his last 10 to 15 years of his life giving all of it. That's where Carnegie Hall comes from. He donated that. So he started giving away all of his money because he recognized it's a shame to die with all my barns full. Let me direct and give Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, a lot of the other billionaires have taken the pledge where they're going to give away 90% of their money. They've reached a point where at least they understand you can't take this stuff with you. It's no need of me trying to put all this stuff in this bag because I got to leave all my bags when I leave this body. I got to leave all my bags. I came in here butt naked and I'm leaving butt naked. You can't take a thing with you. But greed is a spirit. 
that has overtaken so many people in America. And we need to start focusing on giving away some of our stuff instead of putting it in bigger barns. It's interesting that a study at Harvard a few years ago, students at Harvard, they were asked to make a choice. They could choose a $50,000 a year job or they could choose a $100,000 a year job. Now you would say, that's an obvious choice. Well, there was a caveat with it. The choice had one catch. In the $50,000 a year job, the students would get paid twice as much as everybody else in their group. So they would make 50 and everybody else would make 25. But in the $100,000 job, they would get paid half as much as everybody else in their group. And they would make 100, but everybody else would make 200. And what they found was the students chose the lesser salary because it wasn't about the money. They just wanted to have more than everybody else. It wasn't even about the money. They just wanted more than everybody else. The greed factor and the desire to have more, the desire to show off, the desire to impress, it gets so many of us in so much trouble because we're on this race. When I was in Iceland, my situation on the treadmill, I felt it, I saw it, what competition and trying to outrun someone else causes you to pack your bags and to fill it up way beyond what you need. Greed is the excessive accumulation of stuff beyond what you need or deserve. And some of us need to make a life mental change. I read a book recently, it was called Die With Zero. It had some real interesting points about how you should live your life so that when you get to the end of your life, and you say, well, I want to leave all my stuff for the kids. And the fellow had even an explanation with that. He said, most people, when they die, their kids are about 60, 70 years old. They don't need it then. Christian, do you think you need some more money now or when you're 70? Now! (laughs) And see, that's the way, and when I thought about that and I saw it, I said, man, it's absolutely right. By the time most adults die, and they say, I'm going to leave it with my kids, the kids are old! So sometimes when we readjust our mentalities, that I'm not going to be hauling around all of this weight, all of these big old bags, Let me ask God, what should I carry? Let me ask God, what should I earn? And that was the mistake I made on the El Camino. I used my own thinking, my own comparison. If I'd have asked God, God would have told me, listen to the expert, have your bag at a maximum of 15 pounds. If I'd have listened to God, well, I didn't even ask God. See, that's the first part. I didn't even, and God speaks when I ask him. I didn't even ask God. I use my own wisdom with my own stuff and my own thinking. So if we ask God, Lord, how much should I earn? Lord, how much should I keep? Lord, how much should I have? Lord, what kind of house do I need? If we begin to ask God, it will begin to shape our lives and it will begin to lessen our burdens. Yes, you will look Bigger in the eyes of other folk, but you're going to have a greater weight on you. And sometimes, that's why the Bible says a rich man has difficulty sleeping at night, whereas a laborer sleeps solid. So sometimes when you can get some of this stuff away from you, and I know this is not normally, we all like to hear prosperity preaching. Even in the anointing service that we're going to have later on this week, we're going to anoint you for prosperity. Because some people are really running short. You got a Ziploc bag. So your stuff is running real, real short. But some people got this 
excess stuff that's weighting them down. And I got a lot of excess stuff that's weighting me down. I need to get rid of a lot of stuff. I got a lot of clothes that I no longer wear. And the problem with hoarding is the stuff be good stuff. And then you think to yourself, first of all, I'm not a hoarder. That's other folks. That's not me. I'm not a hoarder. That's the first lie. That's not me. The second thing is, I'm going to use this one day. No, you're not. If you got all that junk, you're not going to use it. If you got three storage bins filled up at public storage, you're not going to use that stuff ever. So that's the first lie is you're not a hoarder. The second lie is I'm going to use this someday. No, you're not. Give that stuff away. It'll bless somebody. So I'm going to have a clothes closet with a lot of my clothes. I wear a 34, 36 pants. You can't take up the waist. Well, you could. But anyway, I wear a 34, 36 in the pants. I wear a large shirt. I wear a 42 to 44 long in a jacket. So I'm going to have a lot of shirts. I'm going to have a lot of pants. I got a lot of shoes. I wear a size 13 medium shoes. So if any of you are watching on television, watching the stream or sitting in the audience and you got the same dimensions as Pastor, you all can get sharp. Because I am going to get rid of. The stuff I don't wear. And right now, the stuff that I wear is simple. I wear black cargo pants, generally a black shirt, same belt. I wear the same style of shoes. Got about 10 pairs of the same because I want them fresh. So I have the same style shoes. I don't waste time trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. All I get is a clean set and they look the same. And some of you all think, Pastor, wear the same clothes every day. No, they're not the same clothes. They're just the same style. Because I don't spend any time sitting in front of my closet trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. I pick a shirt, get a pair of pants, and they're all in one stack. They're all the same. So I don't have to worry about figuring on that. So I'm going to have a whole lot of clothes in the clothes closet. If you're 34, 36, large shirt, 42 to 44 long jacket, size 13 shoes, I got you. I got you because I'm going to get rid of a lot of that stuff because I am going to less and less material stuff because I believe Jesus when he said his burden was light and his yoke is easy. But he sent the people out without all of that stuff. And it will just make a huge difference if you just let go and give instead of focusing on buy. You know, it would do a lot of us. Some good just to have a 30-day fast from Amazon. Now, that may sound crazy, but I hear some folk laughing because you know how real it is. Just to have a 30-day fast from ordering. I probably saw 8 to 10 Amazon trucks on the way to church this morning. They used to didn't deliver on Sunday. Now, the trucks are running full blast. Oh, y'all ordering so much stuff. The drivers got to drive all day Sunday. So it would do a, some of you are just a huge benefit just to have a 30-day fast just from Amazon. So this will help us to slim down, to move away from greed, to get to where our burdens are light, our stress is so much less. And you'll see when you narrow down, life feels fresher and easier and lighter. When I go places with this little bag, it's just easy. I pick it up. Throw it on my shoulder, and I got everything I need. And so can you. You don't need all of this stuff. The world has fooled you into that. You don't need all of this stuff. Having ye food and raiment, be ye content. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. And I hope that for the person this message is for, that you will truly take it to heart 
And start looking around and just asking yourself, do I need this? Not do I want it. Do I need this? And when we start giving away all of the things that we do not need, we're left cleaner and fresher and lighter with less stress and less burden. Do I need this? And let's just become slimmer and lighter in life so we can sleep better, worship God better, and not be so focused and concerned on all of the material stuff. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to this entire message called Greed, absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today, as we close out, normally I ask Pastor James, but I'm just hearing have Pastor James and Pastor C. Elijah both close out today. So this is heavier than normal. And yeah, so that's just what I'm hearing. Have both of them close out today. We had a lot of extra stuff today. So I'm going to have Pastor James and Pastor C. Elijah both close us out for today. Amen. We thank Pastor for that excellent message. This message is really relevant to me because my wife and I just came back from out of town. And one of the experiences we had at the airport is we got there, we were in line, and we had a checked-in bag, but then we had two under-the-seat bags. And they looked at my wife's bag and said it had to fit in the thing. And we'd taken it on the plane before, and we know it fit, but... When she got ready to put it in a little metal rack, it was about an inch too thick. And they made me pay an extra $100 just to get it on the plane. So you mentioned Amazon. I've got a bag out for delivery right now that fit under that. <laughs> that I know will fit in that rack. And, <laughs> and even the lesson in that is, Pastor, talk about having too much that... You know, if you don't put limits on things, that what you think you'll need, you'll just keep adding to it. So even me choosing a bag, you know, and even her bag, it did fit under the seat. We were a little mad because we got in there and tried it and it fit right under there. (laughs) But me getting a new bag, I had to look up exactly what the requirements were. So I got a bag that was to the inch, the fraction of the inch. So you need to even pray about it and ask God in each area of your life, you know, when is enough enough? Because if you don't set boundaries, then you'll just keep on buying stuff. That You'll go out each season and say, I need some new stuff. These clothes are old. I don't have enough shoes. So you need to even put boundaries in your life. And Ms. Stephanie mentioned that my daughter Genesis is on no talk. And one of the things that God recently told her as her closet was filling up, he gave her exact amount of clothing items that needed to be the maximum. So she had to fill up bags of stuff and get it out of the house because, again, if you don't really put a limit on it, you'll keep going until for long you'll realize that this stuff is overflowing. So put the limits on it in a defined amount before you begin buying. So that's one of the things I would add to it that, you know, without that rack, without the defined dimensions, yeah, we would have bags that are too big. Amen. So I'm going to turn it over to see Elijah now. And even as we've traveled around the world 
Really, the happiest people we've seen have had the least amount of physical possessions. So we've seen it in countries we've gone to when they've really had a lot of stuff. They just had a grim look. They don't speak to you as much. You don't hear as much laughing. But we just left Jamaica and they over there. They were in little shacks, but they were just, hey, man, they just really joyous everywhere we went. As long as they had some good jerk chicken there, and <laughs> they were happy. The weather was nice and they were satisfied with the little that they had. Praise God. That was such a great message and we just appreciate the freedom that it brings to us. We can now relax. Everybody just take a deep breath and just let it out. Just relax. Oh man, we just carry so many heavy burdens, so many heavy weights. And just like we have so much stuff physically, we have a lot that we carry in our lives. And so Jesus just invites us to relax. Just to relax and live lightly, freely. So we're grateful to have this reminder today. I like something that I heard Pastor Joel Osteen say. He was speaking a similar message. And he said, if it's not meeting a need, sow it as a seed. So if you have a lot of stuff that's not meeting a need in your life, sow it as a seed in someone else's life. It's not meeting a need, so just go home and look in your closet. If it's not meeting a need, you're not using it, in other words. Sow it as a seed. If it's not meeting a need, sow it as a seed. Praise God. Well, we just want to give an opportunity, if there's anyone here today, if you want to join the church or if you want to receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you an opportunity. If you want to rededicate your life, we just open the doors of the church for any of those three invitations. If there's anyone here today you want to rededicate your life or you want to invite Christ Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Savior or if you want to join the church, we open the doors of the church at this time. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank God for all of you. We love you so much. Won't you stand to your feet? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for just a simple reminder, Lord, to lighten up, let some things go, cast all our burdens and cares over on you, for you careth for us. We love you so much. Thank you for allowing us to be able to give and bless others, Lord, and get rid of so much stuff and things that weigh us down in life. We just love you and praise you. Use us to be a blessing this week. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let every heart say amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Greed by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5982. That's 5982. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5982 to befriend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.